Strong Dads wants to thank Quality Auto Mart for joining us as a sponsor. Quality Auto Mart was born in 1985. They are owned and operated by Mark and Nancy Repke. Quality Auto Mart provides all the services, repairs, and maintenance for your vehicle's needs with a three-year auto parts and labor warranty. They offer complimentary vehicle safety inspection and estimates. Also, they offer a shuttle service and the fourth oil change is always on them. They are located at 7307 on State Road 46 in Batesville, Indiana. Make sure you give them a call at 812-934-2301. Welcome to Strong Dads. This is Merle Hutchinson. I'm ready to bring you guys another great show. Well, if you can see, I'm sitting here by myself right now. And so my man Kyle is... He has been changing up his schedule with a completely different summer schedule, and I'm not sure if there's any end in sight to it, so he and I are talking about what we're going to do with that, and so for for the time being anyway, uh, I'm going to be flying solo or having myself in guest, but Kyle's going to be taking a little break uh, until we get this schedule thing figured out. So with that being said, you guys remember we are in the fourth week of our parable series. And before I get into this week's parable, I really want to talk again, just a reminder of um, what we are doing here with these parables. You know, um, oftentimes I work with men, and when I'm working with men, um, I frequently find out, because we are a faith-based ministry at Rock Solid Families, um, I'll kind of get their story of faith, whatever that is, and I'll get everything across the board, from from atheists to, you know, devout Christians, you know, just across the board. And so um, what's interesting is, when you have somebody who has not had a very good experience or maybe little to no experience uh, with faith, and you you ask them, well, you know, so what's your understanding of Christ? And, and you'll get responses that might be something to the effect of, well, I don't do the whole church religion thing. And um, and so if you dig a little bit deeper, you, you find out that Maybe they've had kind of a warped or bad experience about church or church people. Uh, maybe um, it was just confusing to them. Maybe they just were never brought up in it uh, with any kind of consistency. And so they've associated the church and Jesus together. And so they just said, uh, even though I asked them about their Jesus relationship, they say, I just don't do the church thing or the religion thing. And so I just want to remind us here as we're doing these parables that these are two very different things when we're talking about Jesus and the church, okay? I mean, this is, we're talking about the bride and the groom, okay? And so the whole idea here is they are two different entities, and that's important important to distinguish. Many people think that, well, if I, you know, believe in Jesus, then I'm automatically a churchgoer. And some people think because I'm a churchgoer, I automatically believe in Jesus or follow his way. And, you know, that can be true or not, depending on the person in the situation. So when I'm talking with guys, I frequently go right after the idea, well, let's, let's just 
for now, put the church thing aside because the church thing can get a lot of other things confused with it. It can get just the legalities of it and procedural um, questions and, and answers that don't always seem to make sense to us. And then just kind of watching how people who make up the church function, it can cause a lot of different confusion. And so let's put the church thing off to the side for a second. I'm not dismissing it completely. What I'm saying is for our conversation, when we're talking Talking about coming into our faith, especially early on, and we're saying, well, who is this Jesus guy? And why is this church being married to this Jesus guy? And why is that even important? And so the idea here is we better really know who Jesus is because Jesus is not religion, all right? He's not a church. That's what we are. And he's not religion, which is a specific kind of doctrine, okay? He himself is a way. He is a way, he, he is a process of, he is a connector, a communicator to the way of God, okay? And so what's interesting is I, I go, well, you know, I've heard about this Jesus guy, and I think I believe in him. And then you have to, I start to have to work with guys to say, well, if you say you believe in him, then let's say that he says he's God, and if he is God, then right away, man, that's a pretty high bar to set. That's a pretty high standard. And so now we actually have to start to really read his words. Because if he truly is God and the words that he says really are true, then we've got some learning to do, not through the church so much as the words of Christ himself, okay? And again, I don't want to dismiss the church because that's actually a great vehicle that we use to connect with Christ. But the word itself of Christ is really where I've got to start to go to understand his nature and the nature of God that he's trying to bring us to. And so that's really what the parables are about. That's why we're doing this whole parable thing. You could argue with the church all day long, but are you ready to argue with Christ? And so for me personally, when I was coming earlier into my faith, it was me putting my church struggles to the side and saying, I just need to know what Christ says, because if he truly is God, then I want to go to the source. And so that was just a start. And that's what these parables are about, because I'm telling you, sometimes when you read these parables, you go, yeah, that might have made sense for those guys, but that's not for me. But that was the teaching of Christ and how it was so oftentimes um, opposite or irrational in terms of human thinking, but not in terms of God's thinking and reasoning, okay? And so that's why these parables are really important. So with that being said, I want to thank our sponsors, the Casey's Outdoor Solutions and Quality Auto Mart for coming alongside of the Strong Dads podcast and helping us do what we do. So for all of your outdoor landscaping needs, check out Casey's Outdoor Solutions. And for all of your automotive needs, check out Quality Auto Mart located outside of Batesville, Indiana. All right. So I'm going to read this parable because this parable uh, is one that I struggle with. And you're probably going to hear this and you're going to go, yeah, I never really liked this message either. Okay. But let's dig a little deeper and figure out what we have to change because Jesus is who he said he is. And that makes him perfectly God. All right. And so we're not going to change his message. We have to change our understanding of his message. So this is the parable of the workers in the vineyard. And this is out of Matthew 20, 1 through 17. 
For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and sent them into his vineyard. About nine in the morning, he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He told them, you also go and work in my vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. He went out again about noon and then about three in the afternoon and he did the same thing. About five in the afternoon, he went out and found still others standing around. He asked them, why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing? Because no one has hired us, they answered. He said to them, you also go and work in my vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and going on to the first. The workers who were hired about five in the afternoon came and each received a denarius. So when those who were hired first, they expected to receive more but each one of them also received a Daenerys. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. Though these who were hired last worked only one hour, they said, and you have made them equal to us who have been borne the burden of the work and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them, I am not being unfair to you, friend. Didn't you agree to work for a Daenerys? Take your pay and go. I want to give the one who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want to do with my money? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. Uh, all right, so what do you guys think about that, man? That is, that's a tough pill to swallow. To be real honest, you know, <laughs> I may have been somebody guilty in my life of looking at what somebody else makes compared to what I make and go, well, that's not fair. That's the word that comes to play here. That's not fair. And it's really interesting how we measure the word fair, right? Fair from my human nature. My human nature is all about the comparison. It's all about setting my standard up against the standard of somebody else, all right? It's all about my judgment. Think about the judgment that goes on in that, all right? And so we're trained up in this. From the time you're a little kid, your human nature says to your mom and dad, well, that's not fair. That's not fair, even though your parents are the authority, right? And so this whole parable really starts to bubble up some of our human nature stuff that we probably need to at least have some thought on to say, hmm, how did I get off of track from the way that Christ is compared to what I am? Think about how we assert ourselves as authorities. By the, the, the sheer idea that I can look at somebody who's actually in charge of me, they've hired me, and I can look at them and say, uh, that's not fair based off of if I'm the one in charge, okay? So we like to exert our own authority over the decisions that other people can make. We like to be the judge. Think about how I am asking to be the judge there when I say, hey, um, don't you think I should make more money than they should make? So I'm questioning right off the bat. How about this? I feel like I am entitled to complain and grumble. Remember in a parable, the idea that they even walked away and they grumbled. 
Think about how often you grumble and what your lot in life is. It's not fair. Things aren't going my way. I mean, we act like little three-year-olds sometimes because we're not getting our way and we grumble and complain. Are you a complainer? I mean, this is what Christ is speaking to right here. He's kind of like, listen, you know what you signed up for from the get-go. Back off with the complaining and own what you accepted from the beginning. This whole parable reminds us of our difference, our human nature difference versus the nature of Christ. And I think what's important is how short-sighted our human nature is. What seems unfair is unfair in our life and our time period that we're in. But Christ works from a completely different reference, a completely different uh, point of reference in terms of eternity. You know, we look at our life or maybe being out in the field working for a day as, man, that's a long day. Christ is looking at eternity. And so maybe I sweat a few minutes extra in a day and I'm grumbling about the extra sweat that I dropped compared to the guy next to me, then Christ is seeing a much bigger picture. I mean, a much longer picture in time as well when we're talking about eternity. So think about how we're limited by our own perspective. All right. And so, you know, um, something that's really important here Some people will be upset because you've heard this before, like some people live a great Christian life. Maybe they they were born in a Christian home and all their life they were obedient and they did all the right stuff and they lived it um, and they got into their 80s or 90s or whatever and they finally died. And they go, wow, you know, that guy, he worked hard to live a Christian life. And then you hear about these deathbed conversions where some dude, you know, was just not a good guy. He was a crook. He was not good. And he didn't live well. And all of a sudden he has this an awakening on his deathbed, so to speak. Maybe it's in his final days, moments, years, whatever. In other words, much later in life. And even though he lived this wild, selfish, whatever it was way earlier, He makes the conversion. He says, I am no longer authority and Lord of my life. Jesus is now Lord of my life. That whole idea is this parable right here, where we can get upset and we fret over the idea of, are you kidding me? I worked hard all my life so that I could get this reward in heaven. And this guy was a total crook all of his life. Well, This is our short-sightedness of understanding how we just have our own time reference and not a reference of eternity. And so Christ says, listen, you know, for the short time that you're here, at the end of the day, it's not about the work that you do so much as the heart that you gave. This is a parable about whether you gave what you had for the time that you had, that you, when you committed to it, that you gave it all. Okay, and that's what this is about. And there's all kinds of reasons why guys didn't get hired into the field. All right, maybe somebody didn't tell them, hey, there's work to be done. Hey, uh, you should have been here when uh, they were out asking and making altar calls earlier. There's always reasons why people are not able to get in early, so to speak, into the Christian family. But it doesn't matter when you get in. It's a matter of, did you get in? All right. In other words, did you accept Christ and did you give Christ your heart? So anyway, that's kind of my take on the workers in the vineyard. I got to tell you, 
from the human perspective, not an easy parable for me. I still have that that judgment of righteousness in me and fair, and that's uh, that's on me. And so I ask you to challenge yourself this week as you hear this to say, hmm, how much is that a challenge for you? It doesn't mean we shouldn't be paid well for what we do. It means that we make a commitment and we do it and we follow through with it. And then we, we take what we get with that, all right? But we give our best, we give our all to the work that we commit to. And in this case, are we committing to follow Christ? All right, hope that parable makes sense. Uh, I will be coming back at you again next week with yet another parable, all right? And so that one's going to be about the two sons. So that that one's kind of an interesting one. It's kind of a short one, but we're going to get into that one next week, and uh, we'll go from there. So, hey, guys, appreciate you listening. Do me a favor. Share this show. Uh, you know, ask questions, contact me. If we can help you at Rock Solid Families with any kind of uh, coaching, whether it's, you know, I need to be a better husband, I need to figure out this parenting thing a little better, um, my whole job strategy thing's not working, whatever it is, feel free to reach out. You can get me at 812-576-7625. You can check out whatever we have going on on at Rock Solid Families at rocksolidfamilies.com. Org. All right, I'm wrapping it up. So uh, go out there and be a strong dad. Casey's is a premier garden center and gift shop located in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Casey's offers a wide selection of plants, landscaping materials, home and garden decor, and gifts for every occasion. Casey's is committed to providing exceptional service, a unique shopping experience, and value to every customer. Stop in and see what makes Casey's so unique. Located at 21481 State Line Road, Lawrenceburg, Indiana, or call 812-537-3800. Let Casey's help you add beauty to your home.